are listening to the Goofs and Gaffs podcast. We're your hosts, Maddie Locks and Lil Tyke. We're two enthusiasts of laughter and storytelling. And we're sitting down with friends and fans to play games, laugh about nonsensical questions, and then sizzle down for some interviews. Each episode, we're joined with a new guest and a new topic, and every episode gets a little more goofy and a little bit more nonsensical. Stick around and let's dive into it. Yo, what the H is up, my dudes? It's your boy Toast Malone and your boy Lil Tyke. What's up? And today joining us is the Hobbit from Lord of the Rings and <laughs> Oscar the Grouch's trash can. Welcome to the show. Can you? Can anybody believe that we got killed? Can you believe that we got the Marcus Lee music on the show? I can't. I'm starstruck right now. I'm totally <laughs> fangirling over here. I know. So, uh, yeah, again, we got The Hobbit from The Lord of the Rings. How are you doing today? Noah Wellum What's from up? The Sioux. What's up? I knew that was a direct quote. The Hobbit of the North. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yo. Do I, which Hobbit do you identify from Lord oh, of the Rings Frodo, with? Oh, Frodo, 100%. Frodo. Oh, come on. Everybody picks Frodo. All right. Yeah. But, but I'm more of like though, a Samwise, I think. I can see that. I'm definitely a Frodo, though. I'll, take, I'll, I'll carry the team on my back. What? You're easily corrupted. Well, no. Samwise was the one who carried you on his back, literally. Yeah, exactly. yeah, listen, you're easily corrupted. You can't bear the weight of I'll, the I'll say it. Yeah. I'm the most eager. I'll be like, I'll take it. I'll do I'll do the things, but I definitely yeah. need the team. I can't do it on my own. Noah, you're going the wrong way. I don't care. I'm going. You, know, you forgot the ring. And uh, yeah, Oscar the Grouch's trash can, aka Marcus Lee Music, a legend. How are you doing today? I actually have no idea where that name came from. The trash. That's mind. That's beautiful mind. Excuse me? Yeah, my disgusting (laughs) trash mind. So, uh, our first question here uh, When do that EP be dropping, though? Uh, Marcus, everybody's waiting. We're all waiting for this. Absolutely never. I don't know. I can't. If somebody wants to write a song with me, let's do it. (laughs) <laughs> but I can't. One song. Yeah, uh, you guys want to write a song right Let's now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. What should the name of the song be? <sighs> I don't know. I can't even. I can't even come up with a name. What genre are we? What genre? Yeah, are we genre. For? Pick uh, a quick genre. Metal. Pick. No, <laughs> what? All right, n- n- Noah. Noah, what's the name of the song? Uh, the name of the song is "Raised to Life." <laughs> or, okay. I'll say this. Here we go. All right. Actually, actually, we'll, we'll from garbage to monastery. Oh, <laughs> looks like a monk, boy. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that'll be a good. That'll be a good EP. Um, so we got a few our first uh, Spitfire questions at the beginning here. So this is just for everybody. Um, Caleb, feel free to answer this as well. So, what are the three most influential brands? And people that you guys know. Brands. Yeah. What brand what brand do you identify most with? Like or Patagucci. Maybe not even identify like Patagucci. 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 I mean, I wear probably more Patagonia than any other brand, but I don't I don't know. I'm not a really big brand yeah, I feel guy. That. Um, I just like oh is that cheap and it looks uh, it looks all right sure I'll put it on I'll put it on my body 
I mean, like for um, like accessories, Herschel. I got a lot of Herschel stuff. Ooh, Apple. Mm-hmm. My friend, my friend has like the, a backpack, a tote, and a Herschel wallet. Yep. And oh, a that's me. And a, <laughs> I'm your and friend. And my friend doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is my friend. But. Yeah, that's about. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I have two friends who have that. Anyways, sorry, Apple. And uh, I'll say uh, Nike, just like for for sports accessories. Those are my three brands. Nice. Okay, mm. Marcus, okay. what do you nice. got? Marcus, what are like what are something you can't you like you would just buy just because it's that brand? Uh, there's actually nothing. I'm not a brand guy either. I swear. I swear. I buy whatever fits. Okay, Marcus got a Jamaican shirt on. Yeah, exactly. Tie-dye. What brand is this? I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe it's like H and M. No. H yeah. and M. I think. Maybe I guitars. guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Guitar. What guitar PRS brand? And Taylor. That's all I have. <laughs> but that's because of the only two guitars I have. I have a Seagull guitar. If I had to back one of them, it'd be Seagull. Canadian made guys. Do you think that you like a like a specific brand because it's the the brand that you've had like the longest? Like this can go with anything, like a car, a specific car. Do you like no. fall in love with that <laughs> no. brand just because you've had it for so long, or do you recognize that? I it's recognize bad? it's bad. I'm just not like that. For, what, mm. Function over form. Mm. Brand. I don't know. <clears throat> just the way it is. He's not a brand. I mean, loyalty. The, the brands are endless, bro. I've been working for Starbucks for three and a half years. Like that could be labeled a brand too, right? Yeah. I feel like that would have more influence. And on it do, it has it has actually had a lot of influence. Yeah, there you go. All right, people. Right now we're going to the people. Yeah, sure. What are who are uh, who's the uh, the most influential person you know? I know, like personally, or uh, like. I interact with. Yeah, through, like, I'd probably say maybe not like realistically, not personally. Like somebody circle. No, not within your circle. I'd say just like for for the sake of everybody to be able to know. So somebody famous, probably. Justin Bieber. Okay, like on me personally or on the world. You personally, who's the most okay. influential person in your life? But it has to be somebody that like everybody would likely know. Well, maybe not everybody, but well, it's just. That's not. Good. I can search on the internet. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Number yeah. one. There you go. Yeah. Now we only Is he on Facebook, though? Probably. <laughs> How many profile pictures do you think he has? <laughs> Jesus? Well, he's pretty humble, so he probably yeah. only needs one. Just yeah, just go. You go ahead and do a Google search for Jesus. Just a selfie where you multiply the fish and the bread. He's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dog, the trans all the people the transfiguration getting it. Overexposed. It's overexposed. Hashtag no filter. No. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. It's just a white uh. <laughs> Um Oh man. I don't actually really know. I mean, I feel obligated to say Jesus now Marcus said Can that. can we say yeah, that that's a given I'm... and then go yeah. for another three? Yeah, okay. Yeah, go three, from there. Three 100% mortal beings. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Non-divine beings. Sinful, sinful humans. Yes. Yes, people who have sinned. There we go. All right. That that cancels Jesus out. Um, oh, man. This is a good question. That's yeah, a good question. You should have given me like a week to ponder. 
Okay, well, here, while, while you're thinking of that one, I'll ask a new one. What? This one's really quick. Wait, I think Noah had... Noah was Just ready. Said, yeah, go... Justin, you you said go Justin go. Bieber, right, uh, Noah? Yes. That's why? despicable. Uh, Justin Bieber? Pourquoi? I freaking love the guy. I I, first of all, the music is on point, man. This, I, I've just loved now is this music. is this just only is this only since he's become a a known Christian or is this just always are you joking I, or are you this, serious? Oh, okay serious. are, are we saying him. like this person has had like a oh. deep yeah. impact on me or are we just saying like this person's cool like I actually I just uh, you, you either one yeah either one you already said Justin Bieber so yeah, what is it, it up. For? all right yeah. well in, in terms deep of like impactor okay in terms of like impact like not Nothing at all. <laughs> he <doesn't laughs> do anything. Um, he has changed oh. my life in the slightest. But uh, if we're talking about like actually people who have impacted me, um, I'd say first and foremost, uh, Pastor Blair. So this was a, my youth pastor growing up. And um, just in a time of my life where I felt like I was abandoned by a lot of people, he stayed in my circle and like intentionally poured into me um, and helped me develop as a young kid. So through that, he has been very influential for me. And then he's seen me go through all stages of my life um, and also taught me a lot of uh, the Bible and just, yeah, just a lot about life. So he's number one uh, on the list. And then um, Charles Karugu, I'm just going to put his name out there. I freaking love the guy. Um, yeah, there's there's so much to be said about him. His leadership qualities, uh, his personality, his friendship over the years. We've become best friends. And he's just shaped me into the man that I am. And I'd say last, jeez, um, Jeremy Murdoch. So just in my direct circle, he took me on as a young pastor and has mentored me for the last two years. Um, spoken things into my life, helped guide me, correct me, and lead me. Yeah. When I made a lot of mistakes. Hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, look at you. Thanks. Okay, wow. Well. Shout out to Charles. <laughs> I, don't even want to go. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw some diversity in there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> also, I did, a, I did a search on Pastor Blair. I can't find him. Uh, Blair Mercer. Yeah, so I feel like so. you kind of... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I don't this see man. Charles Karugu on Google. I made them up. I Googled them. <laughs> yeah, they're you not just... even real. It's just like, hey, so. If you can't find him on Google. They're not. Todd the Baker, he really influenced me. Find him on Google. Todd the Baker. Now, now those people yeah, are. In, actually, actually, is a real person. Those people are in my direct circle. Like, I could think of other theologians that have had a huge impact on how I think and do that, but, like, that's for another day. All right. And, uh, Marcus? Any quick thoughts? Uh, Anybody? Who's been the most influential on oh, your music? Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's, go. that's actually a good influential question. Influential on my music. Yeah. Uh, I love me some John Mayer. I don't know. He can. Some people nice. disrespect. Him. <laughs> hey, uh, I was listening to "Stop This Train" recently. Have you guys heard that song? Yeah. No. no. Listen to it. It's such. It's a nice song. It's really pretty. Would recommend that. Other music. I listened to a lot of uh, Usher back in my day, a lot of R&B. So like all those R&B singers I listened to, um, Chris Brown. No, <laughs> no. Wait, before or after? I'd never listened to Chris uh, uh, before when he was on YTV or something like that. 
I remember oh, that. MTV or YTV? That's, I don't know. One of the TVs. Nickelodeon. Who knows? <laughs> one of the one of the Somebody letters out there knows. It. He's dancing with like a green light. Have you seen that music video? I don't know. Uh, no. Chris Brown. No. Chris Brown. <laughs> no. Chris Brown. I listen to Death. Uh, it may, really makes me wonder, how has he not been canceled yet? I don't you know? know. I think, but he did... Cause he can dance, <laughs> yeah. He's actually, he's actually he, really gifted. He somehow got himself out of cancel yeah. culture. He's like, he can sing, popular he can dance. Did he though? I think he went through a lot. Maybe not. Yeah, but he's still, uh, he's still like did making. He? I'm sure music. he did. I don't. Who he's knows? still like, yeah, he's allowed to be like celebrating. Mm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Re- yeah. In terms of religious yeah. figures, uh, Stephen Furtick. Um. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> he throws that in. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. I don't know. I've never listened to anything of his. But wow, that's offensive to no one. Is it? So is it? Maybe we should. Is it? I think it's more offensive to Steven. Hear this. <laughs> He's, he just Google, he just searches any podcast that might have. He has like this weird algorithm. Did they mention me? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm a fan. Um, yeah, locally know. famous, uh, my homeboy. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> my, my homeboy, Andrew Cutts. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, this man, he starred in many plays back in his days. Uh, he's an actor. He's a musician, a comedian, a lover. Not, not my lover. <laughs> Throws it in there. Whoa. Oh my gosh! Just, just tag it on the end. But, this better be PG thirteen. I would say he's, he's along the same lines of uh, Charles for Noah. He's kind of just been there mm-hmm. for like fifteen years. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a chill dude. It's a really solid dude. Would recommend meeting him one day. All of you guys listening in on the podcast. But if you steal his friendship, <laughs> bring him up to the suit. I'll send you guys his phone number and address, and you guys can just go visit him. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, out yeah. on his porch. <laughs> we were just waiting for you to come yeah. home from work. I, so heard his, you, uh, I heard you were His right. address is going to be in the yeah, link. His address link in the bio, bio guys. So go check him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard you were uh, good. <laughs> Hi, my name's Noah. Nice to meet you. Mark said. Guys, Marcus guys said, he's single, yeah. so hit him up if you're looking for a nice Christian man. Wait, you said guys? Oh, guys is in guys, is in guys and girls. Like... <laughs> Relax. The first thing I say to him, I heard you were a great lover. Hi, my name's Noah. Great to meet you. Hey, I'm serious. Hit him up. Great to meet you. Marcus sent me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you, you got the wrong yeah. house. Bro. I don't know Marcus. Yeah. Oh, geez. Wait, you are Andrew? My name's Kyle. Oh, you know <laughs> Well, if you, if you meet Andrew, either way, you love her. Caleb, uh, any uh anybody that is influential in your life or anybody you know that's a great lover yeah um yeah (laughs) um okay for me there's this um i did he's stressed he's stressing out for me it's a (laughs) 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 um there's a poet named malcolm geit and he's like yeah he's one of my favorites He's, and he's still alive, which oh, is awesome. Can you spit, he can actually, spit like, his best oh, verse? Ass, man. And stuff. Oh, I don't know. Um, 
he writes a lot of like old fashioned poetry, like mm-hmm. sonnets and stuff, which is like just really nice and beautiful. And so I really like him. And he's a priest, so mm-hmm. it's all like very much about like the spiritual life and stuff like that. So it's a cool way of seeing things. Um, and you're getting into that stuff too, right? Mm. Like you, you've been writing poetry for a bit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've been dabbling here and there, so it's been it's definitely been cool. I think over the past like couple years, poetry has probably been the, had the biggest impact on mm-hmm. like my spiritual mm-hmm. life, and reading like poets and stuff was probably yeah impacted me the most that way. <clears> so <throat> I guess Malcolm Guy, and then another poet is George Herbert, um, but he died in like the 1600s oh, shoot. So he's super dead but uh yeah yeah i really love his poetry show and the love show the show the love you just got it poetry just, slam you had to have been there <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i was never invited to this i wasn't invited I actually don't even think I was at camp yet. Yo, next poetry oh, slam. Oh yeah, I mean, you might have. You might have not been. Next poetry slam. Oh, yeah. We're all going. And Caleb, please go up on stage when they say, "Is anyone want to come up?" <laughs> and we'll be like, "Yeah, it's an open mic. Anybody with a with a crappy poem want to come and read it?" <laughs> what? What? Yeah, that's me. Of course. That's yeah, we me. know it's going to be They're calling me. <laughs> yeah. I have one. As I look through you, oh, the man. yonders of. The great oh, Holy crap, that's not how that's you use that. Even... <laughs> no, he's transcended poetry in the English that's language. That's why I said it was a bad poem. Yeah. Yeah. He's transcended. He's reached a whole new level of freedom. Language. In this, this yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's truly free verse. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I don't even know. Honestly. It's. Yeah, I honestly don't really know. It's if hard. Anybody else, really? I don't okay. know. Like I think That's of right. parents uh, and stuff. Actually, okay. Phoebe Bridgers' music has really uh, impacted my life. Oh, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of local. Who just said London Phoebe like that? Was that Marcus? Artist. Phoebe. No, she's not a local Yo. London. No, I no 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 no. I know she's not. I'm <laughs> saying a lot of lo- like okay. Richard and Josh. I think uh, know her. Tyler. Oh, okay. Tyler. Uh, J Music. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 there. yeah, yeah. He's a big fan. He's a big fan of her too. Ty- like, Tyler's oh, an exceptional music musician as well. He's a magician. <laughs> he's a <laughs> musical he's an magician. Exceptional magician. <laughs> <laughs> he can do. He does like magic tricks while he's playing the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Man. So the next question here we got. This is a really quick one. Uh, Okay, so I'm gonna get give you a quick list, but what would you identify yourself as? Uh-oh. <laughs> a hipster, <laughs> a nerd, a geek, oh, okay. he a him, jock. He him. <laughs> my, those are my pronouns. Class, a class clown. Oh, oh wait, okay, let me read this down so you guys can hear. It. I'm sorry. Let's go. Okay, let's go through this again. So, what would you identify yourself there. as? A hipster, nerd, geek, jock, a class clown, a greasehead. Um, a teacher's pet, an alpha male, etc. What do you think? Uh, if you were to be in a stereotypical <laughs> high school, uh, do you say genre, idiot somewhere in there for no one else? No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait. Can we say our own? We'll say our own, and then uh, we'll. And then we all say what we think each one of us <laughs> are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'll say, yeah. I'll say mine. Okay. Oh man, I'd say, uh, I'd say either I'd say class clown for myself. All right. 
Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I concur. Wore makeup to school. Yeah. What's a grease head? I've never heard of, like, is it the same as a greaser? Yeah, well, kind of like, you know, like, yeah. back in the day like when people used to wear, like, shorts. leather jackets yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wait, have we seen you Breakfast know, Club? Like that, yeah. that kind of guy. Well, I look like I was born. Yeah, yeah, something like kind of like edgy. <laughs> yeah, edgy. They, yeah. Oh, I also put e boy. I also have e boy. <laughs> Does that even so. exist? Okay. <laughs> you feel like you identify? I painted as my that. nails in high school. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Marcus, you're next. In high school. Or yeah, I don't I don't know. Know. yeah. I was we'll just a like, musician. I was like, I was part of different groups, but I was kind of just doing my own thing. Mm. I was like in the middle. I was neutral. You know. Yeah, but what would you consider? What you have to classify Musician? yourself as, like either a hipster hey, or a nerd. Actually, I used to wear. What are they? Mid-top Vans. Like I used to dress like a skater back in the day. Andrew knows this. So skater, yeah, skater boy. boy. I didn't. Sk- I bought a fifteen-dollar right. uh, skateboard, and I learned how to ollie. And then I found out it doesn't actually magically lift you up when you ollie. So I quit. And that was my career as a skater. All right. So. What a story. Mm-hmm. Man, that's impressive. I think I would identify Marcus as either a jock or a geek. A jock. Oh. <laughs> Caleb just dipped. Yeah, yeah he's that. A jock or a geek. Noah, what do you think? Uh, for Marcus, I would say um, I like a popular mu- musician. That's what okay. I would say. So he's a popular kid. But also a musician. <clears throat> yeah. So... And uh, and then Noah, what about yourself? What do you what would you say for yourself? Um, I would say that, uh, like if I put myself in a box here, um, a beauty. <laughs> oh, shut up! Okay. Yes. I was a little bit. I was a class <laughs> clown. I was popular. I was on the sports teams. I knew everybody. Yeah, I figured. But I was also nice. I was nice. To <laughs> Wait, like, so those like, people can't be people. nice? Yeah, you can't be nice no, and I'm, popular. What? <laughs> i'm putting yeah, myself whoa. in my own little box here yeah uh, that's so are we so exactly you can't you can't, you can't be both what you can only you be, can't have two. Oh man you can't have everything in the world right. you can't be popular and good looking and you can't be, be a nice snack. that's what i said and yeah. that's why i said i'm a beauty i'm a beauty <laughs> yeah, is that fit? No, no, no. you is a snack yeah. <laughs> you you is a snack <laughs> 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 you that girl said yeah, a little. I forgot. Well, like about a teenager that. walked up to Noah at camp and he called him a snack. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Boy, you was a." Snack. I was like, "I have no idea what that means." And I walked away and I was like, oh my "What gosh. the heck? boys? You just called me a snack." I and I love. Like, I have no idea. No, I was like, I don't know what you mean. I'm and I'm not gonna give this any attention. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna pretend. It oh, because I'm bite sized. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. What? I am fully unaware of what you oh, speak man. of. Over yonders. <laughs> Through the yonders. Over yonders. <laughs> I could not identify. Over yonders. <laughs> oh man. So uh, all right, Caleb. Caleb, what? Uh, what's um, your? Oh, okay. Wait. What do we? What do you guys identify? Uh, yeah, no, I would say probably the same thing. I thought jock class kind of clown. A... I'd probably say jock. Yeah, uh, probably wasn't too bright in high oh, school. Oh, hey, no, oh, yeah, no. probably. Probably had probably had all the good looks of popular, but he's probably pretty oh, stupid. So yeah, I took academic all through high school. Oh. I was gonna go to university. You didn't though. Yeah, just because I got in a lot of trouble and the Lord called me to a different, oh. different calling. 
the lord pulled you out of that stupidity oh, the lord gosh. uses the weak of this world yeah his strength is made perfect right. in weakness yeah. amen. Amen. amen Caleb um I like Marcus I was kind of just like in a bunch of different groups like I was a theater kid I was also on the sports teams I was mm. also in like culinary arts and stuff I was also really good at like English. That was the only thing I was good at, basically. So like I was kind of like all of the weird. You're a hipster, things, though. Yeah, you but not really. Not really, though. I don't know. The jack of I all didn't, trades. I didn't dress like a hipster. hipster, though. I think I was, I wore like just jeans and a t-shirt. Currently, you do though. Do I? You, hey, you dress like those mountain hipsters. Yeah. More years. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like the BC Calgary mm-hmm. hipsters. Which is what you are, pretty much, anyway. I also, I also thought Caleb was one of the funniest guys I've ever met from camp. This man just keeps on leaving. <laughs> um, he was like, "Yeah, don't like." <laughs> I, I would, I would think he's like a, not necessarily like a class clown, but someone who is very funny. Mm-hmm. That's how I'd see him. Mm-hmm. But also hipster, because now that he mentions all this, like, I, if I was in high school with him, ah. I'd be like, "Yeah, this guy's a hipster." Yeah. Poets, <laughs> hipsters, but in a good I, way. Yeah, actually, Wait, in, what is in a high bad hipster? school, everyone okay. was afraid of me because I was so shy. Like I never talked to anyone, but I was like pretty you fat, fr- and so I was mm. like, <laughs> I was kind of like bigger than everybody else. Afraid yeah, of you? Like all my friends from high school, they're like, "Wow, when I first met you, I thought you wanted to like kill me or something." And I was like, "Like trench?" But, wow. <laughs> but I was just like, <laughs> I know, I was just, I was too scared to talk to you. So it was kind of weird. It's a weird vibe, but I never like talked to anyone really. Mm. So, but thanks. That's a, those are yeah, those are nice kept words. All that from, from you, kept the poems to yeah. himself. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. that's kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of selfish. <laughs> they would have been yeah. a little more dark back then. Everything is meaningless. <laughs> I want to jump down the stairs. Wait, what? E boy. <laughs> Marcus and Noah, I have two stories here that I wanted you guys to share. Marcus, there was a time that you were walking down Fanshawe with Nelson. What was this? And you guys like witnessed this entire uh, horrible like situation. Could you explain this? Uh, oh, I don't know if any of you guys have actually heard this. Basically, me and uh, Nelson, it was like midnight. We got to McDonald's and we were just chilling, chatting. It was a summer night. It's beautiful. Not too hot, not too cold, just right. And uh, we were just walking around uh, one of the colleges here in our town, Fanshawe. And we see this group of people out in the distance in the parking lot, just like, uh, I don't know what they were doing. They were just, uh, they seemed pretty hyped. I don't know. And then these two girls are like running into a bush. I don't know why. Like this, I was literally confused. Me and Nelson are just walking around. They run to hide into a bush, and then a car starts coming up towards us. And like I'm pretty blind, and I usually don't wear my glasses. So like, and I'm a smiley guy. So I just start smiling and waving at them. I don't know what. And uh, they pull up closer and closer. <laughs> That's a big no-no. <laughs> One guy looks out the window. <laughs> He's like, Nah, this ain't thumb. This ain't thumb. <laughs> and I was like, What? <laughs> And then we watched the car pull up. No, we watched the car pull up into the parking lot where the other group of guys were. 
and they start getting into like an actual fight and now we know why the girls are running to hide <laughs> and me and nelson are just like holy crap like the two guys the people in the parking lot actually looked like us like one guy was tall and dark and then the other guy was uh caucasian looked like nelson um <laughs> so skinny and white it's just like alex is yeah, like really short <laughs> and we just started walking away because we were i was stressed i was like i just came here to eat my my junior chicken you know and all of a sudden we we could have gotten beaten up i was smiling at them like they could have just been like no we're just gonna hit them with the car they were driving really <laughs> close to us i don't know um but yeah that was an interesting evening i didn't expect it to happen wouldn't have wanted it to happen with anybody else though so all right did you watch the fight yeah. no <laughs> i i want to get out of there i don't want to get involved yeah. what if they had a gun i can't oh, outrun a bullet then you would have been able to help out how <laughs> what Wait, call what? 911. so what if, do you mean how? if they had a gun he'd be able to help out call 911. i'm saying when you observe oh. you observe something like that like it could be a crime right it could. So you could be a, a witness i just assumed the two you girls in the bushes would call 911. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah those okay. yeah why didn't they help out noah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> they were probably wanting it to happen i don't know it was probably over them oh, you yeah. know what i mean maybe who knows mm. but yeah Oh, next story. next story here story is for Noah. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was that terrifying. Was so <laughs> he's like, that wasn't good. That wasn't a good story. Okay. <laughs> I crapped myself, man. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to counseling. Yeah. For that. I just ate this my dramatic for me. I ran away and ate my juice. And then chicken. I threw up. <laughs> <out of laughs> yeah, yeah. I threw it up. That wasn't a good time. <laughs> Him, him and Nelson like cuddled together and started crying while he was eating his junior chicken, like, like praying. They're just like in a circle praying. Oh my god. Oh. Okay, so so this next one is from uh, this is Charles. I try to get him um to to say something a, a time where you snaked him, but he he said that he uh he've been nothing but kind to yes. So. But he, so he, he wants to, he wanted me to ask you to share the story. Um, so one time you got kicked out of your friend, uh, Elijah's house. <laughs> this is your, this is like your best friend. Yeah. You're like your two best friends. Yeah. Could you share this story? <laughs> okay. 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 So, um, as a, as young kids, we were defiant, but we also, uh, love to like push the boundaries and have fun that way. <clears throat> anyway, we were just about to go out, and I think we were going to Claire's or something. Like and the jewelry store. Um, we, uh, no, so we're going to a friend's house. Claire's. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> no, no. We were uh, rebellious. Neither of us could. <laughs> yeah. We were going to get our ears pierced. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. Um, no, so we uh, we got to his house, Elijah's house, and we walked in, and his mom came to the door, and she was visibly exhausted she goes i have a headache like please keep it down and um we're just like oh she's like why are you guys here she's like oh we're just getting elijah we're gonna put on some uh like we're just gonna go up to his room and put on deodorant and she's like honestly you like i don't like when you guys put on uh cologne in the house it gives me a massive headache because we've done it before and it gave her a headache wait and now she's just like re-emphasizing the fact that if we did it she would be very is there a reason you have to put on deodorant inside his room (laughs) he's the only one who's old yeah so we were 
He has the cologne. He has a specific <laughs> he brand. Was younger. I can't. So it's circumstantial, boys. I can't. I'm not. I can't go back and remember that. So we were there, and we walk up, and we're like, whatever. We're just gonna sp- quickly spray, open the window, and then head out. A quick spritz. So we spray, uh, open the window, and then we head out, and all of a sudden we hear. Boys, she's like, I told you not to put on cologne, and blah, blah, blah. she's like, you guys are not coming back, and we weren't able to go back to his house for a full year. Oh my gosh, a year <laughs> oh because of that one. <laughs> and then whenever we bring it up, she's like, I didn't say a full year. And she's like, Yo, we were just like, Yo, you, you were didn't angry have to say and it. we had to stay away. <laughs> yeah, you threw a clock up. That was really funny. <laughs> and he was like our best friend. We were over there like every oh, day. No. So a full year was a long yeah, time. Yeah, not kidding. Wow. That's insane. She's like. You were like yeah, traumatized. Yeah, yeah. What was the, uh, what yeah, smell? What, what was the smell of the axe? That it, it was so it important. It was axe. It was which axe. Which one? Um, the chocolate and, one? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which one? What flavor? Was it before the days? I think the blue was one. It before the days where they had like the chocolate and all the stuff. It was just like base. Remember when they just basically had like blue yeah, and red? Base. Wow. Like, basic yeah. it was blue and uh we i think we put on hummer oh, okay yeah my, <laughs> we just saw it and now that, that this is like walmart og yeah. brands <laughs> adidas sport <laughs> yeah, i still have my only cologne from uh h&m that i've owned oh, for like four years yeah i actually just bought a, a one a couple colognes oh wow Ooh. Shout out to uh, Mrs. So, <laughs> next up. Hi there. My name is Dale Harrison. Have you ever needed something? Man, that's crazy. You can call me at 519 281 0947. And, uh, I, I, I can't help you, but I'm lonely. Give me a call. Your high school chemistry teacher rolls up in a new Tesla TX2000 and says, Marcus, we have to go back. Go back where? We have to go back to the past and change these trends before they ever happen. What decade would you guys go back to, and what trend would you stop from ever happening? This is a good question. <sighs> hmm. We're talking back, back to the past, Take me back or back to, to the, the future. Days. But you, you, the reason why you're going back is to stop one trend from ever happening. What is the worst trend that's ever happened? All right, I'll say, I'll say uh, the '80s. Why? The 80s with, like, the, well, either, like, the big freaking hair or, like, the spandex. Just get rid of it. Okay. Cancel it. Cancel it. it. <laughs> Cancel it. For what <laughs> reason? What good re- rational reason? Yeah, what? Just because you don't like it? I just, I just don't like, yeah. What? Now, <laughs> I think- I, okay, let me, let me emphasize, these trends could be anything from, like, YouTube trends to, like, trends that, like, I'm thinking, like, Xenophobia. You could cancel the Harlem Shake. You could oh, ca- oh you could ca- oh my cancel gosh. like okay. Tide Pods. <laughs> okay, Tide Pod Challenge. <laughs> okay, okay, like any any trend that's ever. It would be a fashion trend. It can could we, be can any we stay like, away from YouTube trend, trends? Anything. 
<laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. You, I mean, you could you could cancel the like, big hair and the spandex, or you could cancel racism. Yeah. I don't know which one you're <laughs> like <laughs> See, slavery. That, okay, okay, wait, 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 that was 35 years ago. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right. Can we just restart this? <laughs> no, I think okay. keep going. Keep this going. Added information. Yeah, no political. Why did you? Do- <laughs> I thought it was something like stupid. Something- it, is okay, okay. Be- it is something oh stupid. It is something no, stupid. <laughs> it's not supposed to be political. We just yeah. established that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is supposed to be stupid now. Yeah. So, what do you guys think is the worst trend that's like? What is one trend you In absolutely cannot world. stand? It, it could have been at any point throughout your life, though. Oh, it has to be in my life. That you were just like, man, mm-hmm. I wish. Or yeah, it, I was smart, thinking of Chinese foot binding, but that happened a couple hundred years ago. <laughs> that's just that? it's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Back in the day in China, uh, these girls would. Like small feet were super attractive apparently, so they would bind their foot and like tie it super tight into uh they would break it. And like material. Yeah, they'd break it. Actually yeah, break yeah, your yeah. toes. I could send you a picture, it's disgusting. And then the bones the I don't bones want to see that. They heal. They heal underneath. Yeah. So that you have these tiny little nubs. So imagine like folding your foot in half, just like on itself. There's a show. There's a show Ew, on Netflix, like what? I think. I think it's Marco Polo, which I don't recommend watching. It's very sexual. But um Yeah. There was I think it's in one of the first episodes. They like Why are you watching well, that? Well, because I thought it would be interesting. <laughs> and then I was like, there's so much so much nasty stuff in here. Anyways. Same thing with um the freaking other show. The freaking other show. show. Every show on TV. I don't watch this. Um, Anyways, they, they <laughs> yeah, honestly, they're now. doing the full okay, body on, and now. they actually like show like the guy just like breaks the girl's foot and then wraps it up. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. So, <laughs> so that's a trend that I'm glad it's not. Ha- I hope it's not happening today. It might be. Yeah. But uh, mm, yeah. actual trends, um, man. Ugh. It could be like a TikTok trend <laughs> or a Vine not trend. Not TikTok. I would. I would. I would like YouTube stop trend TikTok from happening. Fashion TikTok. Trend. <laughs> Yeah, I would too. I would stop this like dancing, I, all I these weird dances. The I I can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate dancing. Like, no, but have you seen those like TikTok? I do hate dancing. Have you seen the TikTok dances? Oh man, it's like, yeah, no. I don't. What are you doing? I can't stand them. Uh, Chris, yeah, I, I, know. I I personally would go back in uh, the '70s and cancel Fortnite from ever existing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I said a decade, and I think that I mean he's I could somehow like, take like out the person. For like he's trying, he's, this no, he's, he's no, okay, assassinate the young man. I'll kill the guy. I'll kill everybody that I know that started that company. <laughs> now the game in and of itself isn't the problem. It's the t- it's the oh. Fortnite dances that. Started the TikTok dances that started yeah. everything that was bad. <laughs> now I, now the other trend I could go back and uh, whoa, 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 whoa. It's, my, like it's my, it's my time. It's my turn. Oh, my go ahead, go ahead. Relax. My humblest apologies. I would. Well, I, I just didn't want you to steal mine because I could only think of one. <laughs> so, oh. All right, this trend, I if I could go back in time and stop this, is eating bats. I don't think okay, that's a trend. Well. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> well, right. eating, <laughs> eating animals like that. <laughs> the wet markets. Where, how is okay, that a trend? I think that was just like a one-time thing. This is, this, is, this is how COVID has started, eating animals in like that. It's a lot. They, Ebola. They, the urbanization. Wait. I, th- I like thought Ebola, we were staying away from Boston. No, no. no I, this is I political. I want to hear this. this is, <laughs> okay. Stop eating those animals. Stop eating cows and chickens but didn't, then. Did, Oh yeah, <laughs> you want to Industrial talk about vegans? These are animals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking with about? Did you not? Have you not read the, the Good Word? The Lord said Himself, "Everything that is good." I shall. The earth Everything is, is good. So what? What are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah. <right now>? The infested. <laughs> you trying to tell? You trying to tell everybody out here that they shouldn't eat something that the clean? Lord Himself? To, you're a heresy. But I have to clear right. clean. Yeah. Did not that is what I'm doing. I, I think I'd go back and stop you from... <laughs> what? I'm going to spit out my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This podcast is just us laughing. Just from you <laughs> saying that. Hey, I can't... Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to be here to, to film yeah, this podcast. That's true. No, I would just I would just make it so that you never came up with I that. Mean, I mean, I understand. By assassinating you. I understand where you're coming yeah. from. I, ro- I had somebody roll up in your room right before you say that and <laughs> knock you out. But eating eating animals with infested with diseases, oh, yeah. like these these are but the animals like, that okay, are infested well, with diseases that have like, caused many what if you're, pl- like plagues or um, viruses. Yeah, obviously, I don't think people are interested in eating. <laughs> That's that kind all of I'm stuff saying. They knew that was. I'm leaving but it. It's at not that. like a trend. <laughs> it's not a trend. All right, fine. So Let's not get like, into it. Oh man, I could really go for. <laughs> yeah, it's not a trend. I could really some infested bears. As someone who's had a parasite from eating food. I can confirm it's not a trend. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it again. You've done it. You've it's like bed bugs or you something. You did it, man. Like, you did Caleb. it. <laughs> Caleb's participating <laughs> in the trend. And that's what man. I want to stop. Wait, do you guys remember that trend where people would like open ice cream up and then like lick it when they're at the store and then just put it back? Oh, uh, yeah. You guys didn't see that? Yeah, I, I, no. I, I swear it was a trend. I saw on, I don't know what medium it was, but that was gross. You know what? I, don't I would, want my ice cream. You know, I would stop. I would what? I would go back and stop the, like, videoing random acts of kindness and, like, okay. making, making Wait, a you don't like that? Out, of, like, out of, like, helping people they, like, and stuff like that. Walk around with dollar bills on them. It's like, take Yeah, and they're need. like. The camera's like following their hand, and they're just like, giving this guy money, and he's like, "What <laughs> the, the hell? Like, what do I look like to you? Just like a token it, or something?" Yeah. Man, yeah. And pe- yeah. people come up, they take more money, and they're like, "I can't believe you took more than a dollar." Yeah. It's like, what? It's yeah. free. It's like you said, took as much as you need. Oh yeah, there's this one. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm going to buy a There burger. was this one video where this like they were recording it and he was like trying to like give away all this food to homeless people and then they started like kind of like coming in and trying to take stuff and he's um, like back off back off. It's his Vitaly. That was Vitaly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Cancel those that, guys. That drives me wild. All right. With anger. You had you had something you wanted to cancel. You seemed really passionate about it, Matt. Something else. Before Noah, YouTube. Oh, uh, YouTube I was just, I was gonna say I was gonna say that I was gonna say those kinds of people. Mm. I see. Kermit the Frog here. I don't know who you are, and I don't know what you want, 
But what I do know is I have a very specific set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for somebody like you. If you don't let the girl go, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Ah! Welcome to Good and Bad Advice. In this first segment of Good and Bad Advice, we have Noah Wellum and Marcus Lee. And we have some uh, some people out there um, living in this world who are desperate for some some good mm-hmm. or possibly bad advice. And both of our uh, players here are either the good person giving the good advice and the bad advice. Now we're not going to say who's giving what, but each one of them is doing one or the other, and then we're going to have a second round. So this is a uh, <clears throat> this is uh, a little. Uh, this is Olivia, or so. What is happening? <laughs> Where's the name? Sorry. So now we know who's. Okay, so this is. Oh, okay, this sorry. is Sarah. No, this is a non-exit. Yeah, wait. Okay, so this is Sarah. I'm a 15-year-old female living in Alabama, and I'm really into track. Last year, or last week, after my track practice, I got really sick after my 10K. And I started to feel really wheezy, and I knew I was about to vomit. After the race, I held it in, but on our bus ride home from school, I vomited all on the back seat of the bus. <laughs> no one heard me or saw me do it because everybody was being so loud. I was so embarrassed, and I tried to clean it up, but I couldn't get it all. I vomited on behind the seat, and I was at the very back of the bus, so I vomited between the wall and the seat, and it was impossible to get it clean. Next thing I knew, it was my stop to get off, and I just ran off without telling the driver. It's been a week since this has happened, and now everyone's complaining how horrible the bus smells. The driver is really angry because she can't find the smell. The smell. It's already been a week, and it and it feels like it's too late to say anything. The driver got up and is asked for whoever to do this to come forward. What do I do? <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Well, there's. There's a lot you should do. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Noah, Noah right, can well, you the first uh, begin? Thing is, I'd say the first What's piece your advice? of advice um, for this specific situation is uh, you should probably go to the doctor and get that checked out. Um, why you're vomiting just in the first place or may, may maybe it was just a fluke. Um, in this time, I would suggest maybe not saying it in front of everybody, but going up to the driver maybe after in a personal setting and just saying, Hey, it was me and I can, and showing them where the vomit was and just apologizing there. And then hopefully nothing gets public, but that would be my advice for you to, to personally go up to them in a private setting and then tell them where the vomit is so that they can clean it up. <laughs> mm, I think Sarah would appreciate that. And Marcus, what's your advice? <laughs> yeah, um, not you. My advice, I don't know. I think it was good that <laughs> she actually let it marinate for a little bit. Um, <laughs> kind of, you just gotta, you gotta let things cool down, you know? Because if she went Literally. immediately afterwards, uh, it would interfere want. with the next step, which is to blame it on someone else. <laughs> if she went immediately after they would be able to tell oh man this girl uh she doesn't look good she might be sick but allowing one week of time in between oh just God. makes it that much easier to frame her um yeah i don't know you blame it on the next person one thing she could have done is taking their backpack 
wiped it up a little bit, you know, and then giving it back to them. And then <laughs> that's when you call that person. That's when you call that person out. And then you're like, wait a minute. Why is there puke on your backpack? this is an autobiographical story i just know this is what she should have done and then uh there you go you get off scot-free and the smell finally gets removed i don't know if she had assigned seating i don't know if that's how it is and uh you said she's 15 that's high. okay she probably didn't have assigned yeah, seating but yeah i don't know yeah, it's high school, so you can sit wherever you want. That's what I would tell her to do. Thanks for the yeah. advice, Marcus. I'm sure Sarah would really appreciate no that. So thank you so much. And thanks for the, the question, Sarah. Here's our next question. This is Oliver. Dear fellas, my name is Oliver. I'm 26-year-old male. I've been renovating my Ford Transit as a tiny home from my dad's garage. I'm about halfway done until it's livable. It's been my dream for over a year to live in a van and travel. I just got invited to an interview for a job that I applied for about a year ago. The job requires me to go back into, sorry, the job requires me to go into work at the same place every day. I really use, I really need the money to continue renovating my truck, but I also know if I go back to the job, I will never travel. So what should I do? We'll start with Marcus. Wow, this reminds me of a, a test I took recently called the Casper test that just gives you a bunch of random scenarios, but uh basically <laughs> i'm trying to remember the entire story but i i mean he needs the money i think he should i mean traveling is good i think it's great i love traveling i've only traveled to chicago that's it oh and california actually recently but <sighs> i don't know that's a hard question he should do the job and recognize that it's worth it in the long run because he'll be able to travel later. How he said he's 26, so he's not. He's still physical. He's fit. He can still climb mountains. So uh, I don't know. He just has to look at the long term. That's all he have. I'm sure Oliver <laughs> short will term pain for long term um, gain. Advice. Yeah. There you go. Noah, what's um, your advice for Oliver? I would say. Uh, Oliver, I know it's your passion, but that sounds ridiculous. You should probably take the job and work that for the rest of your life and actually make a living. And, um, yeah, that's my advice, Oliver. Quit, quit your dreams. dreams. Well, yeah, quit traveling. Listen, listen traveling's not as, mu as much as you make it out to be, okay? Yeah. That's my advice to Oliver. Quit your crying. Quit your crying, bro. <laughs> Go quit work and then buy a real it's called, home. It's called working for a living. <laughs> yeah. Be a man. Be a, be a man. real man. Sell the van. Just work in a factory a house. for your life. Just be a man. Just be a man. Suck it up. No one cares about your emotions. <laughs> well, thank you so much, gentlemen, for the advice. And Oliver and Sarah would be very much appreciated. Yeah, no, problem. no problem. I got you, Oliver. All right, that's the end of that segment. Dude, I, I don't even... I, so I wrote, I wrote that first one with the, the girl vomiting and... Kristen wrote the second one. I added a little bit at the end, so you guys had more to go on. I couldn't remember this. I was like, what even happened in the second story? I was just trying to go through. <laughs> he just mixes the details. Oh, the Oliver, I know you puked on your van, but just kill, yeah. kill the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should probably kill the bus driver. That would have been a great advice. 
<laughs> you just gotta run. <laughs> and then you can commandeer the bus, and nobody can blame you Next for puking. Next time, poop, poop exactly. in the back and smear it on the back seat. Just escalate it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn They'll the back into a bathroom. Just They'll to- never know who vomited. They'll never know. They won't even yeah. care. Prime Pills. Prime Pills give you the skills. This pill is the only FDA approved for unrealistic capabilities that seem completely fake. You're nervous about giving a presentation at work? Take our confidence pill. Wish you never met that person? Take our time travel pill. Want to fart on command? Take our cosmic flatulence pill. 50% of the time, it works every time. Just hear two of our testimonials. Hi, I'm Jaylin, and um, I took a darn it all pill extra strength um these pain relievers um help me for acute relief of crappy days thank you hi uh yeah my name's ned and uh i just took a superpower pill because i totally wanted like a superpower but um anyway the next day i just i woke up with a third nipple and uh no superpower so i just wanted to say hey And that's all we got for our testimonials. Um, Now we're just going to give you a quick list of side effects that may come from the prime pills. Including nausea, heartburn, internal bleeding, third nipples and other mutations, blood clots, hallucinations, loss of senses, nails falling off, very large poops, and even death. Uh, all right, so no, you mentioned that you are a pastor, yes. or I don't know if you you actually mentioned it, um, did you? But yeah. some it came up mm-hmm. in conversation that you're a pastor at Summit Church. Um, how okay? So you're a youth pastor. Yep. Yes. Correct. And you, but are you full time or? Part-time? Um, I'm part time right now, and I took the job knowing that it was going to be part time. Okay. Um, one of the benefits yes. of the job was on like real experience as well as um help throughout my uh online studies they would help pay for that so that was a huge benefit of taking this job oh, nice. and um yeah, yeah and it's kidding. it's grown so i am the next gen ministries pastor so i take care of junior high senior high and a little bit of young adults but um my nice. overall uh position has changed to like assistant pastor next gen specialty yeah, yeah. cool that's cool um, so you kind of briefly talked about like when you're talking about your uh, friend Pla- Pastor mm-hmm. Blair about how like he kind of helped you see some of your like your giftings and calling into like um, ministry and stuff like that. So can you just like, kind of unpack that a little bit more and like talk about like what was kind of not necessarily like your whole mm-hmm. testimony, but like what was the kind of moments or things that helped you see why you wanted to be in ministry? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, one of the bigger, one of the bigger events was a missions trip. So having that open and available for youth, I think is vitally important just in terms of service of evangelization and ministry in general, um, just to get you out of your bubble. Mm -hmm. So, um, in London, Ontario, a nice flourishing city, we actually went to Nova Scotia, Cape Breton. And this is a city nice. that people were struggling with oxycodone and um, like other hard drugs just on the edge there. Mm-hmm. And at this time, like I, I called myself a Christian, but 
um, this was the first thing that I ever did that was uh, putting myself out there. And so one night right. after helping out in a bunch, a bunch of different events, after connecting with pastors and, and people in the local area, we had a, a prayer meeting night where it was just for the team. And mm-hmm. uh, just it was the longest I've ever, I've ever prayed. But in that moment, um, that's when I vividly remember the, uh, like feeling um, like being infilled by the spirit and also praying for longer than 30 seconds. But uh, that's when I was called into ministry. Someone spoke over my life mm-hmm. and um, that was something that I held on to for forever. And that's something I'll continue to hold on to. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I've always find like I had a, a lot, well, not a lot, but I've had some experience with missions trips mm-hmm. as well. And I've always, always found them to be like very, um, like I, I would say in a similar way, like maybe not so obvious, but missions definitely played a role in like me kind of figuring out that like my calling to ministry yeah. and stuff like that. Um, which is cool. Uh, it's cool how the Lord does that. Um, but you were saying how um, missions can be like really impactful for youth and having that available. Um, but at the same time, you know, like you hear a lot of like, um, there's a lot of like literature out there now about like how missions can like yeah. short term missions, especially can be actually like really mm-hmm. damaging. Um, and like, it can be almost treated like, like kind of like I got, we were kind of joking about it before, but like videotaping random acts yes. of kindness, it can kind of have that same yep. vibe, you know, like, it can be more about making sure people know you're a good person and stuff like that instead of actually. So I guess like what about missions is like, or why, why do it? Like, what is the purpose yeah. of it? If it's not to be like a good, like, cause I think even that, the idea, like oh, I'm going on a missions trip to be a good person um, can sometimes be misplaced, yeah. you know, like what is it about missions for you that you think is so important for mm-hmm. kids to do? Um, I even think like, going uh or having that mindset in the first place you're already in the negative <laughs> you're already in the negative and you're going to be a help to nobody yeah. um if because it's like if you don't even like hopefully you're doing something missions work area or missions work in your city like doing being involved mm-hmm. in missions like maybe locally um and then are just struggling mm-hmm. with like provincial or nationally um but it's really it like really big factor is the leader and I'll say this because they need to set a mm-hmm. heart for missions. They need to set a heart for evangelization and they need to know what they're getting involved in. Involved in. So uh, the Cape Breton missions trip, we were connected with a pastor that Blair knew way back when. So this is a mm-hmm. longstanding relationship right. and he is just getting one of the first churches started in his area, in an area that's like that needs nice. it desperately. And so he's looking for people to, obviously to have like he needs funds and he's looking to build a skate park within his church and so we went there um helped build a skate park we have one in our own church so we are we're already specialized kind of that way and um and then we're just helping help uh create funds so that he can build and and uh serve the community uh but honestly yeah like getting knowing what you're getting involved with so what group are you getting involved with like compassion is it is it right. uh, i know i would just went to global shores and they have a whole educational system set up there and so you know exactly what the money's going to cool. it's going to fresh water food for yeah. the, for a small town el tazate um but yeah honestly a lot of times it's like you go to serve and that's the biggest thing you're serving there it's not like oh look what i'm doing 
look what I can do. Yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's not for yourself, but God blesses you through that. It's like, I'm going to bless you with right. Right. wisdom and to bless you with knowledge. I'm going to bless you with, um, just these, this gift that I have, but yeah, I hope that answers mm-hmm. the question just a little bit as you yeah. scratch the surface. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like, it's such a deep topic. I mean, like I have, um, I was able to take some missions classes in Bible school and like, you know, there's multiple full length books devoted just mm-hmm. to like, how do you do missions that properly like ruin yes. communities? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, how do you do it with like a good heart? Like there's whole mm-hmm. books just devoted to like getting your heart yeah. right to do missions. So I think it's, it's definitely such a deep topic that we can't cover yeah. it. But, um, one thing that really sticks out to me about it is like the importance of connecting with the global mm-hmm. church of like, um, being able to go and like, for example, go to like a foreign country and worship the mm-hmm. same God and sing praises to the same God, but you're, you know, you're singing and worshiping in a yeah. different language and you're, um, um, yeah, like just that, that, I guess that global language of it's, faith is just such an yeah. important thing to take part in that we like in North America, we don't really get yeah. to see it right as much. Um, and I, I, I like, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to like, oh, it's such a like nice little like treat or whatever. Like, no, like I don't want to invalidate their actual, you know, way of worship and stuff like that. But it's just, it's, it's so important to realize that like, this is way bigger than one national yeah. identity. And uh, like a really important thing I is like, important. I, I know your heart. So when you say those things, I know it's not for the selfish deceit or gain, you know, it's not like deceitful. Um, mm. and like, you could say, oh, because like you get to worship in a language and then people would be like, oh, he's just doing it for those reasons. But little do they know Caleb's done like comprehensive studies on contextualization and, and like, ha- like going to another foreign area and understanding the language and like how to appropriately greet someone or, you know, like, and, and not changing it to their standard, but actually adopting what's going on here and working through that. You know, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. So, kind of on that topic of worship um, and like stuff like that, Marcus. I know you're like involved in music, and um, I mean, I don't know you that well, but Matt was saying like worship music is an important part of your life as well. Um, so, can you? What? Yeah. I guess like, what about music? What about music draws you into it? What 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 about it makes you want to take part in it? Uh, oh yeah. In terms of worship, I've kind of always been uh, on worship team. Like I started off playing drums and then did some piano, and then when I learned guitar, I switched to like guitar and leading. I've done nice. that for like fifteen years as well. Um, and yeah, I've always been interested in music. It's kind of it's been my hobby or like my outlet um probably similar to like poetry for you and maybe Mm. art for uh matt but yeah i don't know the thing i i really like about music is like they say it's the universal language like everyone can understand music right um it transcends culture and those like linguistical linguistical i don't know if that's a word those language barriers (laughs) between different cultures um right but yeah, and so music being such a big passion for me, kind of just naturally joined together with uh, uh, worship in general in the church right. and just my my faith. 
and yeah i think it carries many of those similar traits like uh one thing i was talking about with uh jacob nielsen uh, one of my friends was uh it's crazy how in the bible there's the psalms that people were singing right years ago thousands of years ago and like we have them here and we can be seeing those exact Mm -hmm. same things thousands of years later um Mm -hmm. and yeah so things like that just Mm. i don't know they give me goosebumps when you think about it um and yeah uh, i don't know it's just it's yeah for me that's the the coolest thing about music and and my faith as well yeah that's awesome um how did you uh like discover music i guess like was there a moment in your life or did you just kind of grow up in like a music like because i know like like (laughs) we kind of talked about Noah's like kind of the moment he knew that like he was supposed to go into ministry and stuff like that is there like something similar for you or was it just always kind of part of your lifestyle or growing Uh, up i got into music like i my family's really musical a lot of my sisters singing stuff but like the moment i actually really got into music was uh, in grade four, there's this girl I had a crush oh my, on. It always starts with and the I was girl, like, right? oh. <laughs> Another woman. Another woman. Another woman. Andrew? Uh, Andrew, watch out. <laughs> did Andrew also like her? <laughs> um, yeah, I, was, I had a crush on her. I was like, I want to learn piano for her, and I'll play for her. Like, uh, it'll be super oh, romantic. Yeah. This is grade four, Marcus. And so I started learning piano a lot, like just teaching myself it. And then I, like, I realized I never played for her because I was super shy. But mm-hmm. I found out that I, I really loved music and I loved that process of just sitting down and working through a song, even though I had no yeah. idea what I was doing. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of evolved into ministry uh, in the sense that I could kind of use it. Like, I never found myself to be the most eloquent speaker or anything like that. Right. But through music, it was a great way for me to worship um, and a great way for me to communicate my thoughts and my feelings and my faith uh through song or through like guitar or anything like that so mm-hmm. yeah it, it kind of started off as like a, a shield or like a, a an easy way to get into like sharing my faith more um but yeah th- I, I used to think that was kind of cheap but now i see it as like i don't know it's just it's my way of worshiping i guess and it's a lot of people's way right. of worshiping but yeah right. But Marcus, when did you know that yeah. you were like really good? Oh, uh, I didn't like people said I was good. I played at like a, a show at my school mm. and with my friend nice. Sydney, she was dancing and I was playing piano and singing to I Won't Give Always Up. Ch- What's his name? <laughs> Jason Rez. No, Just- this is a friend. <laughs> Um, and yeah. everyone was quiet after smile, the performance. Bro. They're after the perfor- They're super quiet after the performance. And I was like, man, they hated it. Yeah, it just. And it turns out they were super moved. And to be fair, my friend, she's an insane dancer. So I was like, oh well. But through worship, another one of my friends, a guy, was like, hey, help me with worship. And then I just <laughs> hopped in, and I don't know. It seemed like this was at youth. Like I helped out right. a lot with youth worship, and. It seemed to really connect with uh, those kids and whatnot. And throughout like my past like five years of leading worship myself, yeah, it's it's. I realized I can reach a lot of these people, notably those young adults or, or kids, through my worship. Um, 
in a way that I, I don't know if I could connect with them just using my words or anything like that, which is really cool. Right. Even at like camp, I know all of us have uh, been to Forest Cliff camp. I found like I had a rambunctious group of boys. Yeah. Uh, the sports boys, right? 12 year old, yeah. just yes. running around, literally just high on sugar. It's insane. <laughs> and then at night, I'd be like, hey guys, if you guys go to sleep, because it's really hard getting these guys to go to sleep in general at camp. Uh, but I was like, if you guys go to sleep, like stay in your bed, like I'll sing a worship song for you. And right. I'm just like, I don't know. They might find this corny, who knows? Um, but the coolest thing was actually seeing how receptive they were to that and right like it wasn't it was they weren't like making fart jokes or anything they were all focused on that and yeah i don't know i i was like i was really moved by how much it was able to reach them through music and i was like man this is sick mm-hmm. and so that was just more affirmation of this being a way i can connect with people right mm. yeah you know you're good with kids when like you can have fun with them, but as soon as you like turn it off and you're like trying to be serious, that they like they know yeah. when to be respectful. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. So that's cool. And I think I think all of you guys are really so, good. At that, so, so there wasn't really any a concrete time, but it was kind of just the process of recognizing, hey, this is an effective way I can communicate my faith with people, and so I'm just right. gonna run with that. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. uh, something that's so cool. Like that we have um, a tra- like a traditional, not a claim, but like a traditional, a tra- yeah, a traditional, like, um, what's it called? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> that the church has been using music since it's like yeah. beginning because of like, it's always been that language that people understand, you know, like even in the Bible, like, um, like kind of, uh, you know, what you were saying about the Psalms, right? Like people weren't necessarily literate and stuff like that back you know, before we had like public education and things like that and being able to sing um, something really ingrained that kind of like belief mm-hmm. and faith and hope and um, yeah, all the range of human emotion and mm-hmm. feeling in people's minds without without having to read like a book about neuroscience or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, people can express their their experience of faith and their like relationship with God through mm-hmm. words and music and I find that like especially yeah with music i think it's so so important to Mm -hmm. to embrace that kind of aspect of it not just like is this theologically like correct but does this actually like express what it means to be in relationship with god and stuff like that obviously theologically being theologically correct is important but Mm -hmm. there's so many more aspects to like especially when it comes to faith like to music there's so many more yeah. aspects to it i think because like um like a spoken word mm-hmm. that conveys feelings of like anxiety and depression right like say i don't mm-hmm. know a guy's been dealing with it i i saw one not the other uh, like not too long ago but conveying all this emotion and it's not like this glorifying like glamorizing thing about who god is theologically basically but like it conveys what he went mm-hmm. through and like how god was with them it was like mm-hmm. the lows right but it, it's like wow like yeah i can relate to this this is a personal testimony mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> yeah that's good mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i mean i guess since both of you like are kind of involved in like um like i mean you're involved in worship and like leading worship and stuff marcus and no obviously you're involved in like church and kind of 
um, I guess like pro program, like making programs and um, things like that that involve worship. Because I mean, obviously, that's kind of the goal, right? Is um, that people would be able yeah. to worship. Um, so I guess like how have you? Yeah, like I guess what? How have you guys like learned about what it means to like worship and what that and how I guess music and things like that play a role in that? Um, and yeah, anyone like Matt, you can hop in too. But I'm just curious because I think it's interesting yeah. um topic. like i would i would even i would even clarify in terms of like worship is more of a of a way of life and that's how i always would teach it it's like praise mm-hmm. is is something that we do through music or like a uh, instrument but like worship is almost like a way of living to adore and extol extol like who god is in every day it's like mm-hmm. the way we talk worship is worship the way Mm -hmm. that we live our life is worship um and so how you handle that situation or how you um communicate that thought like it's all glorifying to god um and keeping him at the focus is very Mm -hmm. very important so in terms of of programming like that's a lot of a lot of times it can go missed but it it, like through through even prayer Mm -hmm. it's like that is how i'm gonna help bring back this uh, program back on track to where God wants to lead us under God's agenda. But um, mm. in terms of, of, of praise, we have a youth team. And actually just recently, one of the girls um, stepped up and she has one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. And she wants to serve on the team. And this is just Friday nights. This isn't even main stage. And she's so happy about that. So we try to, we, I try to put it into every program um yeah that i that i have so i would i would just say that on on worship marcus what about you boss mm-hmm. uh, sorry could you just repeat the main idea of the question i'm not even sure i remember it to <laughs> <laughs> um, i guess like what like um i guess yeah like what if you learned about worship and okay yeah. how has your like yeah i guess that that's good enough um it's a that's yeah. a good question i guess <laughs> Well, like, I guess I'll speak on the musical worship aspect of it. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I've been blessed with the just the variety of worship pastors that I've helped uh, throughout all my time. Uh, like, man, named Jeff Pike. There was uh, Mario. <laughs> I forget his last name. He works at WA now. But there's a lot of guys like that um, who've kind of shaped my thought process and for example like planning a worship set and things like that right um one of the most contentious things i've spoken about recently with some of my friends was like choosing a worship song because i I think that's important and you kind of touched on it in terms of like words can have a lot deeper meaning and heavier weight than just the simple definition of the word and uh i guess where i've come with that and i think the main takeaway is that I, i would recommend everyone just constantly be challenging your thoughts and understanding why you think Mm -hmm. this way and not just like jumping on something just because uh everyone else is thinking this way or doing these things right um right so recently it was about like choosing a worship song like there's debate about like is repetition bad like even if you go to other churches like do drums belong in the church things like that right right? yeah and i guess my Mm -hmm. perspective on that is that I think there's a, I think there's a time and place for different types of musical worship. So, for example, there's songs right. that are theologically rich, 
I can think right. of like Living Hope. Mm-hmm. You read through that right. and you're like, man, this is sick. Um, and then there's this classic <laughs> camp songs that are just like How He Loves or Good Good Father, and um, yeah. which might not have that too, much. Right? <laughs> yeah, who your audience is as well. That might not have that much meaning to some people or it might convey. Right. I think the most important thing is that it it doesn't detract from the theology. So if it's saying something like right. isn't true, then yeah, obviously yeah. don't sing that. But yeah. I think there's a place for songs like that where you can kind of reflect during the song like, man, right. God is good. He's a good yeah. father. And right. I can use that time to be like, I don't know, just processing it. And uh, I think that's important or as important as uh, the theology as well. And at the right. end of the day, if I want to get the, the full theological experience, I'm going to go to the Bible. Um, right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, there's things like that where I've just been like, man, this is important. And obviously it's important that your intentions are correct, right? If I'm going on stage um just to like shred on electric guitar, like obviously that's that's disingenuous and that's yeah. not the purpose of worship, right? Um one thing I like in my worship sets is when all the instruments when everyone's singing a cappella basically, and it's just the voices right. uh Sometimes I, I see the instruments as a way of honoring God. So, for example, right. uh, there's a lot of talented musicians that I worship with all the time, like Julianne Breen, Andrew, a bunch of people, Lily. Um, and I think there's a time and place for that, too, where you can just be like, holy right. crap, this person is so gifted. Like, look at what God is capable of doing. Right. 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 Um, yeah. And then there's a time to be mm-hmm. humble in your worship where you can just minimize it in that sense that acapella time where everyone is singing in the congregation and it's just the voices and for me that's like worship that probably happened thousands of years ago and that's like i don't know for me that's a really uh really cool moment when that happens in worship because it's just yeah everything's removed and it's just the focus is on the worship so there's just tiny things that over time i've been challenged with questions from other people or i've been challenging uh, my friends who also uh, partake in worship uh, ministry and it's kind of shaped my thought process towards that right so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah my uh my thoughts on maybe it doesn't necessarily go along with the question but uh something that i've learned over the last year was um I feel like there's this uh, emphasis on like when people think of worship, they always like turn to mm-hmm. music. Right. And I feel like that's not like, I don't even think it says anywhere in the Bible that like, right. like that you can't have to put like in the box, like this is <laughs> worship is music where it's like, that's not true. Right. So um, when I think of that, it, like worship, it comes down to like prayer or like spending your own time. Like it's not just mm-hmm the actual music um and so the other thing i i at least a new idea that i've like tried to take on is um when you're going into a time of quote-unquote worship like singing and praising god i think that you should go into it with the same emphasis or like the same uh, rigor as you would for um going into like sharing like breaking bread and doing like the lord's supper right where where right before we always like, if you read in Romans, it talks about this. Um, maybe it's could be, it's one of Paul's letters. And, <laughs> something Paul um, said. Yeah, something Paul said. Either way, it's like, and 
in there, he's right before the Lord's Supper, he's like, you should check your heart before you do right. this. Yeah, yeah. Because you're about to take this on. So I think like if we if we start putting that before we get into worship, I think that's really important because um, it really creates this like, you're, we're not going into a time of worship and we're just immediately getting in. And then this way, like sometimes I get in there and we'll start singing and I'm just like not feeling like anything. Like I don't, right. and I'm not really listening to the words. Like these things, we're just like doing it because we're supposed to do it. Like right. this is just part of, this we're not actually really thinking about it and um i think it's important to like consider that time the same way you would consider the lord's supper when you check when you're checking your heart so Mm -hmm. i think that's really important to to start for us to start doing before we enter into these times of um just doing something that the church is doing we were actually like am i i'm like it's like you're you're about to take the like the lord's bread and his blood but yet um, you're doing this without even like having fully confessed mm. yeah. the things that you've been yeah. doing. Right. So it's like you, why are you you're trying to worship God and saying like, oh, you're so great, but like, right. but you don't even re- you like consider yourself at all. Yeah, you disassociate your yeah. part to play in that mm-hmm. in worship. Yeah. So it's important to mm-hmm. go into those times yeah. and like actually um, yeah, be, be active instead of passive. Too. And and even right. being yeah. like just not getting down on yourself knowing that through that like his grace is sufficient so like just considering the lord's supper like Mm. in the biblically like judas literally betrayed god right after and then peter denied him three times it's like knowing Mm -hmm. that that grace covers everything like that's worship like knowing that god's grace literally covers you he loves you dearly and like he will always be there with open open arms right like it's just Worship is just yeah. a way of life, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you, so mm-hmm. I guess this is for everybody, but I think like kind of going off of that, how do you, um, like, yeah, how do you hold those two things at the same time? Like, how do you hold the reality that of, of the love of God and the grace of God with the reality that we're like broken people and we need to like acknowledge that? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like Matt was saying, like, in, like it, check your heart before you know yeah. take the lord's supper or like where paul's like if you have something between you and your brother and you're going to offer a sacrifice leave your sacrifice mm-hmm. go sort that out and then come back you know like how do we like how do we hold god's grace and our sinfulness at the same time do you guys think or maybe that's too deep <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> deep theological but question for right? me for me, I mean, like, I think that's the beauty of things like worship music mm. and things like one of the things that speaks to me most about poetry is like this ability to address the nuance of the human condition of both being made new and being um, and battling with yeah. the flesh, you know, like, um, I don't know. I just think it, it like, yeah, I don't know. But have you guys thought about that or experienced that? Like. Your... So like, how do you, how do you connect your brokenness with, um, God's grace? Yeah. Or just like, how do you come into worship realizing that there's like, you need to, Oh, you cut off. You cut off. Can you guys hear me? Good. <laughs> Interesting. How do I see that? So my interpretation mm. after what were you saying? Yeah. I was going to say, right after he he says this, we should uh, do your question, and then we'll cut it soon, because I don't want to <laughs> hold you guys up any longer. Sorry right. about that. Um, 
we're two hours in, so. So ask your Caleb, just ask your question, and then uh, one of us can answer, and then we'll do Noah's okay. where Marcus is, and then we'll finish it off. Um, I don't know. Just like there's a lot of emphasis on like um the idea that like oh there's like you know we we do talk about God's love a lot, which is super mm-hmm. important because I think in the past we haven't. But then it's like the danger of going too much the one way of just being like oh like uh, that's the only thing okay, that matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Um, just like once you once you can convert to Christianity, you don't have to talk about sin yeah, ever again. Um, um, yeah, you know like, what I mean. This is where again, like the teaching in terms, and, and this is the teaching needs to be on point for re- helping people in the process. So, say there is a a seeker sensitive church, like there needs to be a process to bring people f- um, to a point of okay, I've experienced who Jesus is, and I know He loves me to a point where it's like I know I'm a yeah. sinner. And then it's like, okay, now, but there's such thing as grace. And there's, and now it's like, you're walking through both the theology, theology of salvation, the theology of who God is, the theology of Christology, like, and then pneumatology. Like there's so many different aspects and like, what is the church? Why are we here? What are we doing? Um, so that there needs to be a, a kind of a walkway so that you can deeply understand mm. the truth of how much grace has been poured out and what it means that Christ died on the cross for you and then how to live through that because it's, it's you who no longer mm-hmm. lives, but Christ who lives within you. Um, but there, there is definitely a lot of, of teaching and a lot of learning that needs to be had. And that's just process, man. Like in 10 years, you're going to mo- you know more than you learn. Uh, you're going to know more than you know right now. So, um, just being yeah. walking that line with that person, but also knowing that there's more to the story than just God's love. There's always more to the story. Yeah. But it, that's yeah. sometimes, that's how it starts. It's more complicated than we can communicate yeah. often. Yeah. All right. I got a question cool. for y'all. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt just left. Oh, there he is. Matt's gone. <laughs> All right. So my question for you, this is the final question of the day. What has been the biggest learning curve during the pandemic for you? That's a tough Or Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What is the biggest thing you've learned during the pandemic for you? Okay. Um, hmm. Do you have yours? Marcus? Yeah, no, do you have... I'm, I, I'm well, the one asking the I question. To... <laughs> I'll answer, oh, okay. but I want to hear... I've just talked. I want to hear somebody else. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Matt's got an idea. Um, I guess I'll have to, like, think about previously when I was actually... Are you are you talking, like, lockdown or just... The, the whole like, pandemic. Ever since it started. Whole pandemic. Uh, what did I learn? I just like, I think the value of, um, I guess everybody would probably agree with this, but just like the value of actually being in person with yeah. one another. Value of community. Um, yeah. Of community and how important it is. Yeah. And I've, uh, like the thing is, is like, uh, moving out here has made it my situation way worse of like having community and, and seeing people. And so, uh, I think like 
not being able to like be in that physical community and like being out and about and doing things with people or like just sitting down for coffee with a friend or like just like screwing around like doing like nonsense things with people like driving like just to nowhere like going for a walk Mm. with people like those little like even just those i think those moments are more important than like big group events yeah like just being able to spend those like small times like i really enjoyed like when i was uh when I visited both of the two of you on my way up yeah. here, yeah, uh, awesome. Noah and Caleb, like those little, like that one day of just like being with you guys was like very, we didn't like, at least me and Noah didn't do a whole lot, but it was just enjoyable to be in his presence. Yeah. And then even with Caleb, we like, we did a, did a quick, like fun, get, got lost in <laughs> the mountains. Dope. So that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but just like, oh, I went back and those moments. I, I went back and fished that creek that we stopped at. <laughs> Um, with my oh, friend, really? yeah, I caught a little cutthroat trout. But shout Sweet. out to you for showing too me. Too bad you didn't get. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Too bad you didn't get mauled <laughs> yeah, by a bear in the bad. middle of nowhere. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, too bad. <laughs> just said. But, just yeah, I, I think, just, uh, literally just said it was nice <laughs> to be with you, and then just wanted me to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my guy. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Matt. All right. Finish what you were saying. That was it. I was just saying that uh, physical. Little physical touch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lover. Oh, he's a lover. <laughs> yeah. Even I'd say another thing is like me driving. I like I just miss like moments of like driving around in a car with like Marcus or like things like that. Like picking. Him up. <laughs> it's just like little stupid things that just like yeah, don't, so that stupid. don't seem like they hey, matter. Bro, but can you dr- can you take me to the grocery yeah. store? I need to buy some rice. <laughs> I'll be there in a moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. Those little like, those little like uh, times you get just to. Oh, I feel that. People. It's not even. Yeah, it doesn't have to be those major things. Like I was thinking about that recently, just like, even just seeing people outside smiling, mm. like just that. I realize yeah. everyone's wearing masks. That was one thing I noticed. I don't see anymore, and it's just like, man, that's such a minuscule thing, but. Yeah, I miss that. <laughs> and these are people I don't even know, let alone my friends that I were unable to gather and hang out. So, yeah, I feel All that. All right, Matt. Marcus, what's the biggest thing yeah. you've learned during COVID, during the pandemic? Oh, is that? I oh, thought he, he was said, just adding on. Oh, that wasn't the biggest thing. I was just adding on. I don't know. Oh, right. Big things? Yeah, Marcus like, the exact I same mean, thing as Toasty. Uh, All right, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to echo what he said. <laughs> I mean, it, it'd be pretty similar. I echo his echo. That's one thing. I think... <laughs> uh, I think for me, it's, a, it's just kind of... Uh, just being understanding and patient with God, I think. Mm. whether that be with like things that I want to do that have been put on hold uh, Mm. because of the pandemic but even just the whole idea of like all the political stuff about wearing a mask not wearing a mask, getting vaccinated not getting vaccinated uh, compounded with like Black Lives Matter and the recent rise in Asian hate crime, like there's so many things going, even like Myanmar, there's literally it's crazy and Mm just being there sitting alone in your thoughts basically you're just isolated and just being like man god like what why why is this all happening and that feeling of like helplessness like you can't really like what can i do right now 
Um, mm. And yeah, so that's been interesting. Just trying to wrestle with that idea of, man, like God has a plan, even if it might seem as though uh, everything's upside down and like it's the rapture, like everything's going crazy. Um, God has a plan and yeah, even personally, I see how God works through times like this, um, mm. learning process, and yeah, I don't know, it's, I don't know if you guys have any, that's kind of like something that I haven't yeah. learned, but something that I'm wrestling with through well, like, yeah. uh, You COVID, bring up something but. super key, it's like all these things are going on, and like I've had moments where I go, I can't do anything, like I'm literally nobody, mm-hmm. I'm in Sault Ste. Marie, right? But I just, like, I heard yeah. God's, like, voice, and he's just like, who's around you? Like, who are you surrounded by, right? And I was like, okay, well, like, I have my church, I have the youth group, I have people that I'm close to. And it's like, these are the people that you can directly influence. And so as you work through racism, right, right it's like you're, you, you have to educate yourself, but also to pass, this is generational stuff, like, you passed on. Mm-hmm. your your theology like or your understanding of the bible you pass on the values and the statutes and the rules of like that god kind of outlines this way of living and that is literally mm-hmm. just doing that you help you help stop freaking like racism you help stop like asian hate crime you help stop these things mm-hmm. that are destroying the world because people don't know the truth and so right in your direct mm-hmm. circle it's like yeah. you need to get on it and get on it now yeah that is um and yeah Yeah, i think uh as an individual your your impact is is huge and the reason like because i think about this and like the it's crazy to think that like these people are literally raised in like with the mindset of like we you need to hate these people just because of Mm -hmm. this and it's like these people can't really escape from that because it's like molded into their brain at a young age Mm -hmm. of like true hate for like somebody just because of that so if you can be the person who changes and like changing that for other people around in your direct circle that's how you like we can stop it because we can't change everybody and we can't change their opinion people are too far gone but we can at least Hmm. the next generation is what's important and like teaching them Mm -hmm. real values yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah i agree with what you're saying like your direct circle and the people that are underneath you because if you you expect the world to change that you can't change the world but you can change your community yeah yeah or yeah can change those relationships Mm -hmm. that you have those small moments Mm -hmm. how about you or at least like yeah no um yeah i i didn't have anything else to say really (laughs) i just want (laughs) to keep going on that um yeah, I think for me it's just been like being patient, like which is sounds hard, like sounds dumb in a time where you have no other option to like just mm-hmm. be waiting for things. But I um I don't want it to sound like oh, I, I there's nothing wrong with me because I definitely don't agree with that. But there's just like you know, with all these issues, you feel like you have to you have to figure it out, you have to come up with an answer, you have to like, you know, next by the, the by the time you see these people next, you have to be able to address this topic mm-hmm. full like fully and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um and I've just been seeing like how much that doesn't work in like our world, like ra- like rash decisions and like rushed opinions don't yeah. like ever work, you know? And so I've been really having to like 
lean into that, especially when it comes to like my spiritual life, just like realizing that there's so much more work to be done and to rely on God for it. But also realizing that that's, that's like, that's why they call it spiritual life and not like a spiritual like moment, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a whole lifetime of learning how to walk with God and, and how to live with people and how to, you know, do all that. Um, and it takes a long time and you can't force yourself to like go beyond what you're capable of. You know, like God gives us limits for a reason so that we can be slow and take time and, and, uh, I don't know, form that deep, you know, form a deep and like well thought out understanding of things or a deep mm-hmm. relationship with people. And, um, yeah, I guess having, being forced to like slow down and take time. I'm realizing that there's so many things I like, I want to contribute to so many conversations. I want to have a, have a say in, but I'm like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, you know, I need to spend more time with it. I need to just, I need to just understand or, or learn more or just let God work more and stuff like that. So that's been kind of, that's been really hard. Um, and I don't think I'm good at necessarily practicing it, but I've definitely learned that it's something I need to practice more. Um, you know, one, um, one amazing mm-hmm. like uh, thought that you can kind of bring to the forefront is, is how has this spiritual week been for you compared to last year's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like thinking through how far you've grown spiritually or like, like in, internally. Right. And I always think back, okay, like what was I doing last year? It's like, Oh, I was doing this, this, I struggled with this, this. And like, I've actually improved on like time management. I've actually improved with slowing down and resting. I've actually, you know, like improved my capabilities yeah. as a leader. Um, and also just getting in tune with God. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I, I've come to a place where it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know it all. And I'm completely fine with saying that and I'm yeah. growing and, um, but I'm willing to hear other people out. Like I'm willing to hear your side yeah. because that's what we've noticed in this time and age where people just love to get to the forefront. They love to share their opinion. They love to yeah. be right. And I'm like, can you not right now? Yeah. Like you might be right, but now that you're doing this, you're wrong. Like you are wrong now because you're hurting right. this individual. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, right. yeah. Well, it's cause we're, we're in a rush all the time. We're just like, we don't, we don't take time to like form community or deep relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, and then, then we don't have any like skin in the game, so to speak, when it comes to like sharing mm-hmm. our opinions or whatever, we just like, we just, we don't have connection, you know? And then we just, we don't need to, we don't need to love other people because it doesn't matter what they mm-hmm. think about us. But you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of thing that I think that's the kind of attitude we have just like, we don't need to like, we don't need to hear their opinion because it doesn't really matter because we're not in community with them. We don't, we don't really care about loving them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's, hmm. that's what I've, that's I've been good. learning. Interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I like that. Anyways. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Marcus Lee music. Yeah, it has been good. an absolute honor to have this guy on here seriously <laughs> and also pastor noah from summit church thank you so much for being on here as well we appreciate you guys we had a really good time at least guys. i did yeah, that's good i can't speak for i can't speak for <laughs> caleb jokes all i know is caleb's a snack do you have a my final <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> final the thing is it's not like any a last words <laughs>
Any last <laughs> words? Yeah. Are you gonna kill him, Matt? <laughs> Any last oh, wait, words what? for Chris and Gore? Are fine. Yeah. yeah. Any last words Chris for Chris Gore? Are, 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 oh, I thought you yeah, said Chris Angel. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm gonna sorry. Okay, for Kristen Gore, I'll stop with that. Yeah, Kristen Gore. Number one fan. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing Mm. great. Um, Mm. Yeah, eat your vegetables. My goodness, Mm. stay fit. Mm. Stay healthy. (laughs) It only gets harder as you get older. You can talk to Matt about that. Um, Oh lord! Shoot! And uh, yeah, that's what I would say. We appreciate that. Thank you so much, boys. And we hope that you guys come back on for our final episode of the season. Oh, I'll be there. Maybe. An (laughs) all-star. An all-star lineup. This is the all-star. This is like a full cast of the Rat Pack crew. We're getting the whole squad up in here for this final episode. Getting the squad back together. It'll be legendary. (laughs) All right. Boys are back in town. Cheers, gentlemen. And blessings upon you. Bless.